You are now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Hi, Ben. Hey, Nathan. Welcome to Sound of Sanity, my friend. Oh, glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. You are, of course, the preacher who's the teacher of righteousness? No, uh, sanity, well, I think. righteousness too, but hopefully s- sanity. Yes. And I am your humble and obedient host. Also sane, but sanity doesn't play into my byline. So no. what are you going to do? It doesn't. I'm just Mr. Sanity though. So we are going to talk about something that my wife felt very oppressed by. And I assume probably a fair amount of our listeners felt oppressed by if their fingers are on the pulse of the culture enough to even be aware that it happened, which is an SNL skit called Goober the Clown who had an abortion when she was 23, I think, or something like that. Yep. Before her 23rd birthday. Before her 23rd birthday. Mm-hmm. And would you like to summarize? It's one of those weekend update segments where a, a little kooky character comes in and does a thing. Commenting on, well, not really commenting on, just protesting Texas's abortion law. Mm-hmm. And saying, well, it's not a, it's not a routine in the sense that it it's not actually comedy. It's it's just a woman bleeding in mm-hmm. front of an audience and telling you how guilty and bad she feels. And it's not clear that she knows that's what she's doing. In fact, everyone takes it, and she takes herself to be protesting the righteousness of abortion. But that's not what she's doing, right? So, so ostensibly, the the point of the skit is that. Abortion is still stigmatized. I'll, I'll give my best mm-hmm. sort of yeah. their version yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, ab- abortion is stigmatized and we, we're not allowed to talk about it. And Texas is part of this movement to oppress people who just want this simple, helpful medical procedure. And so we're going to have, because we in our society can't talk about it, we're going to have someone come out dressed as a clown. And she's going to basically just talk about the fact that she had an abortion. The actresses or the the performer's name is Cecily Strong. And I assume she's actually telling a real story. She's actually talking about her own abortion. Seems like she is. If not, she's telling a very typical story. And she, she basically just talks about it and talks about how it should be normal and how it shouldn't have this stigma and... She, there's there's no real comedy except for there's this conceit where she's like, like there's not like jokes like if you just read the script it wouldn't be funny except there that she is dressed as a clown and she's using the word clown instead of women mm-hmm. and she's kind of intentionally having a breakdown on on stage she's she at a certain point in the sketch she actually says i'm not a clown which is just cecily strong addressing the audience so it's a performance piece and the audience laughs and the audience avatar, the, the weekend update anchor guy, is chuckling. Kind yeah, of nervously, kind of uncomfortably. Kind of and the audience laughter is not very persistent. No. I don't think that they quite know what to make of it. Right. <clears throat> Actually, that's how I would read the room. I mean, I can't see the room. I right. could just hear audiences not laughing that much, mm-hmm. the studio audience or whatever. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It, all it feels like is... We want this to be, we want this to be normal and we, and, and somehow on sub subconscious level, we've found a way of expressing the horror of what abortion is Mm -hmm. and Cecily Strong has found a way to express the horror of what she's done and 
and she's which and she's managing to justify it as what a funny way of promoting abortion somehow it's it's your basic self-empowerment narrative it's I don't know. So, I did you ever watch the the famous abortion documentary Lake of Fire? No. It's it's powerful, and it's done by a guy who I think is vaguely anti-abortion, but he's not a conservative, and he's huh. he's not. This this came out many years ago, and I don't remember it that well. But and and I don't know that I would even necessarily recommend it unless you're someone who just wants or needs for whatever reason to know exactly what's going on in the culture, because he interviews everybody from every side. And ends the documentary by just showing a surgical abortion in, in, in detail. And I, I didn't even make it to that part because it was so kind of overwhelming that I, I just, it wasn't that I was specific, I specifically turned it off to avoid that scene. It was just that I, I couldn't make it through the other stuff. Hmm. But one of the places he goes is into these scenes of performance artists like Cecily Strong. I'd say she's more of a performance artist in this piece than she is a comedian expressing their abortion and talking about their abortions and these feminist art pieces, you know, up on stage, kind of the stereotypical, we're in a dank theater and there's someone on stage expressing themselves kind of. And this just reminded me of that because those pieces are so in the lake of fire, the ones that they found they're, they're so overtly demonic. So over, and by overtly demonic, I don't mean I as a Christian am making a judgment. I mean, the woman is covering herself in blood. She's making mm. scary faces She's jumping around the stage and shrieking. She's evoking what the average person would think of as demonic. And I remember she's in a bikini and she's got a coat hanger and she's scratching kind of her bikini area with the coat hanger. That's... Um, and it's just really, really sick and it's really guilt-ridden and it's really gross and it's, it's, it's just like something out of a horror movie. But it's also art empowerment. Part of what part part of what paganism has always done is to take what's forbidden and evil. In fact, the most evil thing: child sacrifice, sexual debauchery, and make them the centerpiece of its religious practices. Right. Whether that's well, sacrificing your child or having an orgy, that's that's something that pagan religions have always done. And this is that. This is an expression of of the demonic world. This is an expression of what it looks like when. What it looks like when when sin reigns on a on a level of cultural expression, cultural and religious expression, mm-hmm. and we don't have maybe temples in our land where this happens, but the stage is functioning like a temple. It's like a pagan temple right there, and this woman is doing a religious ritual to get you to embrace what's evil, and that's that's what that is. I I remember this this moment in a show that you and I have both seen. It was one of the moments that made me stop watching it, but it's just. This this character is reliving some memories. Mm. This is a related tangent, I promise, folks. This character is reliving reliving some some memories of some evil things that she's that she's done, and her boyfriend is seeing these memories, and she's saying, "Interpret me to myself," because she's seeing if he understands her or not, and he sees her do some horrible things, and he keeps trying to interpret it and just tell her some compassionate stuff, like, "Hey, you know, you felt lonely, and that's why you did this," and she says, "No, try again." Then he goes back through the memories. All right, this is a show I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend to anyone. But in any case, you you get to the end, and he's he's tried all this kind of compassionate stuff to understand her and why she did what she did. And she, at the end, she says, "No, like you're wrong. What I'm trying to show you is that I'm I'm filthy with evil. It's like I'm burning, mm. 
and I want you to burn with me. Hmm. Just acknowledge who you are. Burn with me, baby, is actually what she says. It's this really, like, evil moment in a show where this is existence, is living with intense guilt and shame, not really being able to do anything about it. And maybe you regret some things you did, and maybe you actually even judge your own abortion as evil, but in the end, what you say is, burn with me, mm -hmm. burn with me. That is the demonic world. That is an expression of, of, of Satan's ideology, I guess, if you want to call it that. And that's kind of, this, this clown skit is like that. Right. She's explicitly, or not maybe, maybe explicitly, but she, she's basically saying, here I am. I'm full of guilt. I'm full of shame. I hate myself. I hate you. I hate what I did. And let's all kind of revel in that for a minute. And let's assert its normalcy and its primacy for our culture. And let's, let's assert that this is all of us. And won't that be a relief? And it's just fascinating to me because there, there's, there's, there's very little, you know, the mask is off. There'd be a way, like you and I, evil, evil Nathan and evil Ben, I feel like we could write a skit that seeks to normalize abortion, that seeks to act like it's, it's no big deal. I don't know how you'd make that funny. You couldn't, but that's, that, that would be an angle to take on it. That would be. But that's not the angle here at all. What she's saying is this is very abnormal. This is horrifying. And... Come with me. Come with me. Right. And, and what she would say if she was here is actually it's not horrifying. It's just that there's all this, these stigmas that are attached to it. People make it horrifying. And so I'm expressing that. But if you have eyes to see. Her conscience is screaming. Her conscience is screaming. And the conscience of the very uncomfortable weekend anchor guy. I, don't, I just don't know the SNL well enough I, anymore to I even know, know who that is. I think maybe his name is Colin Jost. Sounds right. I think maybe he's Scarlett Johansson's husband. Oh, that's weird. I just had all that. I, I have so much <laughs> stupid pop culture knowledge <laughs> just locked in my brain, <laughs> unfortunately. But he's uncomfortable. You know, one of the jokes that the audience does laugh at is he says, like, can you stop saying clown abortion? Well, the only reason that's funny in a dark, twisted, uncomfortable way is because nobody wants to hear the phrase. If it was clown hernia, what's another medical, sure. uh, you know. <clears throat> Clown coma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. Yeah, that would be funny. There's nothing particularly dark or funny or revelatory or provocative about attaching the word clown to any other medical procedure. But he's at, he knows she's being provocative and being uncomfortable when she says the word clown abortion. And so he says, can you stop? Can you stop saying that? And it's just, it's, it's just, it's weird to me how much this skit just straight up acknowledges that abortion is uncomfortable at the very least. And I think implicitly that it's wicked and that it's full of guilt and shame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what else to say about that, except that the gospel deals with that stuff. It makes you want to talk to this woman about Jesus. Hey, not only can we, can, can you acknowledge that you already know that what you did is evil, mm -hmm. but that there's, there's somewhere for you to go with that. Yeah. You know, when you see people, because this skit is being trumpeted all across the land as, you know, a great blow against the Texas heartbeat bill and as a, as a strong and empowering. There's, there's, there's many, many people in our country who love and respond to this skit in their way. And I think that that should, in, in a sort of perhaps perverse way, give us hope. Because that, what that really means is that everybody wants some kind of catharsis for this thing, this weight, this, this guilt that they have, that our country has, that our nation, that our world has, everybody feels bad. Everybody, in a Romans one <laughs> sense, everyone knows 
exactly how debauched we are before a holy God. And everyone knows that there is a judgment coming in their heart of hearts. And I think that should give us confidence, actually, as we talk to people. You don't have to convince people. You will never talk to someone who actually, in their heart of hearts, thinks abortion is great, who actually is, is so devoid of the knowledge of God that there isn't some, something there. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's, it's easy to forget that, too. You, well, people are not, people are suppressing the truth and a lot of the time, they're not actually very successful at all no. in what they're doing. And witness clown abortion skit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, there's nothing noble or dignified about the clown abortion skit. I can imagine, like, the terrible Gospel Coalition article, which hasn't been written. We just checked. But <laughs> you can imagine an article where they sort of end up sidling up to this skit and praising it for precisely embodying the qualities that we're talking about, like, Cecily Strong understands her own lostness and this, no, <laughs> this is a wicked pagan ritual. There's nothing good about this and there's nothing that shouldn't be discouraged and censored and th th there's nothing in this skit for us. And if you haven't bothered watching it or you haven't heard of it, I do not encourage you to nah. seek it out. But I think it does point to the knowledge of God being on people's hearts and being unavoidable. Yeah. I don't know, Ben, you got any more deep thoughts about... I guess it kind of relates back to our Asia episode, just in insofar as that's the direction that our culture is going towards <laughs> towards paganism and towards well, pagan rights. Well, in, in, interesting in that connection is, of course, the behemoth in Asia, which is China. Yeah. And their one-child policy and their, their long history of forced sterilization and forced abortions. Right. And normalizing bloodshed, normalizing it in the name of worshiping the state. But, but normalizing it anyway and suppressing people's guilt and shame and leaving them basically to rot and die with, their, with the murder of their unborn child. And I mean, I just know that that must infect the continent. Absolutely. And, and all, the, all the entertainment that comes out of it. And yeah, so there is a real connection there. And yeah, I don't know, in, in, in a weird way, like you're saying, when you remember that people are really not oblivious, they're actually suppressing the truth of God and often unsuccessful, it gives you more hope for talking to them and, and for evangelizing. Yeah. Perhaps this is just living in the Midwest and living in a, more conservative corners of the world, but I've had very few conversations where people aren't actually pretty upfront. Like, it, 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 yeah. few, few and far, far between have been the times where I've met someone who's just like, yay, rah abortion's great you know maybe at, like i've been to rallies and stuff where the frat boys or sorority girls will show up and, and just be nasty i've yeah. been at things that have had really that have brought out like the nasty counter protesters out of the woodwork and iu indiana university in bloomington where we used to live certainly had those people and i'm sure evansville has those people too but by and large in the course of my work life in the course of my social interactions when i talk to someone my experience has been actually more that I, because I'm a coward, will 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 pull back on my anti-abortion rhetoric and just say say something. Wimp. There's been at least a couple times where I've been a little wimpy, and then the pagan that I'm talking to has been like, "Oh no, no, no! I would never. That's that's evil." <laughs> <laughs> there was one in particular. I probably talked about it on this show before. Yeah, where I was just like, "Ah, you know, abortion. I'm not a fan. I don't know what I said. Something wimpy," and and, and the guy was, and the guy got angry at me. Like, how dare you even? say whatever you just said like 
so it was, it was a it was a good rebuke from God through this man to just be honest with people. Because anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there's our take on Goober the Clown. And if you'd like to take on supporting this work, you can go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity and support us for the price of a cup of coffee a month. Get some fun behind the scenes videos and some extra the occasional sanity bite where we talk about more things. And you'll you won't just be supporting the work of Sound of Sanity. You'll be supporting the Vill. You'll be supporting the Chip and Lance show, which I think is dropping its fifth or fourth fourth or fifth episode as as this episode comes out. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I think they've met multi possum trench coat man by now. Oh yeah, you're right. And he's a he's a good guy. Yeah. Bunch of possums in a coat. Yep. Yep. Totally awesome. So, yeah, if, if you're not aware of the Chip and Lance show, it is our anti-woke children's epic Harry Potter meets uh, Adventures in Odyssey thing. <laughs> that is what it is. The world asked and we answered. <laughs> and it's awesome. It's awesome. So, you seek that out. It's uh, Chip and Lance or School of the Face. If you put that into your podcast thing, you can find it. It's a lot of fun. And... Yeah. All right. Jake's not here. I, did we even mention that? People probably figured it out, but no, we didn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's been sitting here the whole time. He has nothing to say about Goober the Clown. Nope. He's, he's just like, nope, I'm not talking about it. No, Jake, uh, Jake was uh, doing some pastory things, and he's running a little late today, but I bet he'll be on other sounds of sanity, and I know he's going to be on the, the giant sanity at the movies we're about to record, so there's plenty of Jake for all you Jake heads out there, there's there's lots of Jake. But he's not, but I think that means Ben gets to do the honors. So until next time, stay sane. <laughs>